3: Mornings on the Game means more of the morning shift.
4: Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this hour brought to you
5: by zero Rise. smart lasting clean you guys want to talk about me licking yogurt out of a bowl and you guys are showing pictures of poop
3: no no,
6: no, no It's no you guys there's no you guys don't you dare mischaracterize that conversation and act like we're comparing pictures of movements all right we're not going to have that conversation I was just simply making the comment to Bo that sometimes my son, who is three, it's alarming. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's alarming. I'm like, dude, that's I don't know, how, like how uh, out of a little body like that, how that happened. That's so, disgusting. Yeah, that is probably is, bigger is, but than but you brought it up. That's, no, that's yeah, I mean, that's I'm disturbed. That's like a, that was like
3: from my elbow to my fingertip.
6: Yeah, okay. three-year-old little toddler. Of course, body, man, a just,
3: three-year-old an offensive lineman normally is built differently than you know, three-year-old a regular <laughs> person. But
6: he was proud of he was proud of himself. Let's just put it that way.
3: He's a big kid for his age. Yeah, he is. He's, and he's, the best part, if you've he's ever... a sizable I,
6: human. I got... <laughs> yeah, I'm
5: still disgusted. You well, I saw, I like... Oh, uh,
6: ah. you, you, saw, you saw the reflection in the glass? Yeah, it's kind oh. of sort
5: of, and it's just undisturbed. So, I'm glad that I finished my
3: breakfast. Yeah, like you get the good thing you've already licked the yogurt bowl. Oh, God.
7: Bullet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: bowl, what?
3: Look, <laughs> wait, we're, it's kind of like... I mean, I know you guys don't like Friends very much, but like in the Friends, when Monica and Chandler are are trying to hide that they're together and Joey keeps getting caught in the middle and he's like, I'm Joey. I'm disgusting. <laughs> it's like we're men. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. I know
5: that that actually is the first thought that went through my head. No, I'm not even joking. Men. Such men. Yeah.
3: Well I used to when I worked parks and rec, uh I, gross. I would clean we had to clean bathrooms as part of our job duty. And I can tell you something. My least favorite thing to do was clean a women's bathroom because they were a lot dirtier than the men.
6: You had to clean the, the bathrooms at the parks? Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's park
3: maintenance. You Good did you, everything. Man. You did yeah. landscaping. Dude, you'd, you'd <laughs> start you, to, you straight up
6: like a hose? Like you just walked in there with a hose? No, you had to sweep Power and spray. spray
3: the toilets down and oh. clean them and spray the sinks. All right. All right. Yeah, Funny right. thing was... Gonna, you're right, Tiff. Next I'm gonna time. I'm going to one-up you, though. But, but we would do that, and then you'd be like, all right, what's next? Well, we got to build a pitching mound. So you'd be building <laughs> a pitching mound like t- two hours later, you're like... Oh, they're tamping dirt.
6: Putting a birdhouse in.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I got to repair a water line. All right, let's go do it. I mean, it was
5: park How do these jobs get merged? Uh, I had to do a news story. So I was a weekend sports anchor. But again, I think we kind of dabbled in it yesterday. When something happens in news or like if they're shorthanded, sometimes when you're working your way up, they pluck the sports person. I had to do a story (laughs) from a park. Bathroom. Oh no! And I'll let you no. use your own imagination on that. It was very traumatic. <laughs> then we're, we're trying to think about well, what happened. Was use your imagination and why I had to go there and people were arrested. But
6: <laughs> you were in the bathroom. No, no, no. Oh, well, I mean, you're we, outside. As we look outside, at the scene here, where there's a hole in the wall of happened. the stall. If you no, look behind no, no, me, no. you'll see. <laughs>
3: There's a steady <laughs> flow of people. Police say this hole right here was used in the... There was Looks no, like everybody's
5: this well hydrated. This was a uh, willing... It was, there was no holes or creepiness involved. Uh, but I will say, we were debating on how I should do a stand-up. And it was like, should I kick open a stall and walk out of the stall and be like... Police say. <laughs> should I do my news voice? <laughs> Police say people were engaging. Oh, no, i so, behavior right in the stall behind <laughs> me. What city
6: were you in when I was you did
5: that? I was in Lake this? Charles, oh, Louisiana. Oh, my God. I had to go shoot myself. Oh, I was a one-man band. Oh, my God. I'll All tell right. you, I've been through it.
3: Jeez. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm Tiffany <laughs> Blackman live from <laughs> We yeah. should. do We should, know path maybe near one you. day
5: I'll, I'll do, like, a local, local news, like, Segment or something, I was just peel back the curtain on some of the horrors <laughs> and some of them that still go on today. We need some, of it. we need to find
3: some of your reports. Like, I wish no, I no, wish no, they you know, lived. You
5: man for this? Sometimes, no, 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 most of the time I was one, by myself, I would be, you it, didn't go have it, flip though. the monitor, you frame yourself up, you take a couple steps back, and yeah,
6: Jeez. Oh, frame man. yourself, hats off to you, carry
5: the equipment, you know. Um,
6: <laughs> Talk about it a lot in the shower. Easy, Jerry. Jerry Jones thinking.
3: Jerry Jones thinking about thinking about things in the shower. I guess he. That was his.
5: I missed that. Jerry
3: Jones has given us some some buttes in the uh, uh, in the past. Uh, You know, he had a glory hole comment one time, and 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 in the shower. uh, We will
5: be talking about the Cowboys later on. That's right. He's been uh, thinking about his coaching decision. (laughs) Let's talk about the Falcons and uh, defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. So there are multiple reports that. Falcons, their D.C., who was originally blocked from interviewing from Jacksonville's coordinator job, is now able to speak with teams. So multiple clubs want to speak with him, including the Jags, and it seems like it's the same case for Falcons special teams coordinator Marquise Williams. The Giants were blocked from interviewing Williams last week, only to see that the Patriots, they may be granted an interview with him this week. So a lot going on here. As now, they're trying to fill their coaching vacancy, um, and this is kind of like the dominoes. Uh, we're kind of falling from the fallout of it.
3: Yeah, and I asked I asked someone from the team last night, "What's the deal with this? Like, you know, why, why, are, why some, or why not others?" And they said it was a case by case scenario how it was being handled, and because a lot of speculation and a lot of people are saying, "Well, see, Belichick, oh no, it's our ball. and and it's just in, and I think the, uh, it, it's we're just jumping to um, conclusions with these kinds of things, and, and there's a lot of assuming going on with this decision, and, and if that leads to the fact that they found their um, their head coach, which they obviously haven't, and they've got three more I know that they uh, were scheduled or requested to do interview-wise with head coaches, but I think it's the right thing to do because I don't believe in holding someone up in, in, in limbo like Mike alluded to earlier because of you know, you 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 don't know what you're doing or what might happen with your situation.
5: A little bit of that, also, may, is there some uh, I guess something to it where people think, oh, they're gonna maybe take the secrets. It's in our it's in our conference, but this is a copycat league, right? So it's like yeah, it can't yeah, be that. Jacksonville either,
6: asked to uh, in, in a very similar situation. They have interviewed the Titans' Stephen's coordinator. Uh, I can't remember his first name, Bowens, his last name. Um, that's within their own division.
5: they different division, yes, but. He's, He's what, just throwing out randoms in general,
6: right? That's within their own division, and so I, I just I, th- listen. They said no to Jacksonville first time around. Okay, fine. I I thought okay, they're definitely going to keep him on staff, and then th- something changed in the course of these head coaching interviews that said, "Let's flip course." I just I just think I, I was not a fan of this at all. I don't know that uh, I don't know it's been handled well. It, what like why why say no the first time around? Then yes, second time around, we want to keep him on staff. We don't want to keep him on staff. Why keep him in limbo? Right. Uh, if you really want him that bad, which I'm a huge fan of Ryan Nielsen, there's not a lot of reasons not to be, then that needs to be something you're approaching with a lot of these head then coaches. And so that. I don't think it's a reach to say that this is a conversation they've had and there's something to be taken away from it because they have reverse course.
5: Maybe it's a matter of um, some of those maybe bigger splash coaches' names maybe wanted to bring their own people, whereas some of the other coaches that don't come with that name or whatever – We'll be right. open to keeping him. And so, therefore, there, it was like, okay, we don't know if we can let him go. We don't know if we want to keep him yet because we don't know who we're going to hire yet.
3: Well, I think there's enough jobs. In, Which in, has
5: nothing to do with him, right? It's, yeah. It not but, block him from going to do anything.
3: But I think there's enough jobs. And I think that some of these candidates, being their first year even being talked about, that they can just go ahead and say, I'm not taking the job if you're putting parameters on it. Like, I'm not going to come here and you tell me who I can and can't hire for my staff. Like, that... You know, the things, if if I'm a head coach, whether I'm established or not, the thing that I'm going to walk in with and say is, look, we can talk about who has final say and who's drafted. We can talk about the final 53, which should be the coaching staff with some input from the GM, but we can talk about that final 53. But at the end of the day, we are not, it is non-negotiable of who I can hire on my staff as far as what scheme I run and those things. Well,
6: yeah, but here's what I'll say. I think the Falcons should be aiming for Jim Harbaugh. That's my opinion, uh, if, if they can get him, if he's interested. We've talked till we're blue in the face about Bill Belichick and what he is and what he can't be. I know that a lot of people think that Arthur Blank is aiming, he's dead set on it. I've talked and we have talked and a lot of people have talked about Bobby Slowick over the last couple of weeks, and for good reason. He went out and showed why during that first-round playoff matchup. You can't tell me that it wouldn't excite people to have Bobby Slowick calling plays and Ryan Nielsen as a defensive coordinator. Like I am here for that. Oh,
5: I think that would be. I am here. That's, that's for great. That's that. Fantastic.
6: But does that excite like Bobby Slowick?
3: Because it might not,
5: and it may not either. He, he may have thoughts on who he wants to bring in. You yeah, have, you never
3: know. And I think I think that it's unfair to hire a guy and say, "Hey, this is your one shot, your opportunity." You know, he's Rabbit from Eight Mile. This is his. This is his one shot. Oh my And then say, "But hey, guess what? You've got to use, you got to use these words." In 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 your in your in your rap, no, that's not fair. You you give Bobby Slow. It needs to get in here, and and he can pick whoever he wants to run what scheme he wants. Maybe there's a guy out there that he says they they gave me trouble game planning against or what what the things I want to do. I always saw this defense, and that's what that's what Dan Quinn did in fifteen when he came here. That's why Kyle Shanahan got the job. And guess what? you're a couple of run plays away from having a Super Bowl. And that worked out for Dan because he had the right guy running his offense.
6: Here's what I'll say, though. I I, I agree with you to an extent, but here's what I'll say. First and foremost, I, I think that I think that what we had last year defensively was, was a good scheme and players that fit that scheme. And I think that if you want to talk out of one side of your mouth about saying Bill Belichick's intre- interested, Herm Edwards said it yesterday, it's a talented roster, right? It's a talented roster. If you are going to go away from the defensive scheme that we've been using, it's a complete blow up. It's a complete blow up. Right? If you're going away from what they what they were doing, then it's no longer you don't you no longer know that it's a talented roster well, because it, they are now doing a completely different thing defensively if you bring in some random guy off the street. So okay. Bobby Slowick or whoever it is needs to be very careful if if there no Ryan Nilsson, no thanks. Because what he did was successful, and it was the most successful that defense has been in a long time. But you can you can
3: run the same scheme with a different person
6: doing it. You can. I'm for Ryan Nielsen. I'm not saying that. But who's better to run the scheme than Ryan Nielsen? Well, that's going to be your best option. I mean,
3: well, Dennis Allen doesn't have a job. He might be because it's a similar scheme. <laughs> I, I get it. Somehow I get it. I won't. I won't Ryan Nielsen here. But if you were if you were sitting here screaming that Arthur Smith needed to be fired, and you wanted to quote, clear house, blow it up, don't tell me that you're upset that Ryan Nielsen is gone. If you wanted the same scheme, the only way to – or same guy calling your defense, there was only one way to guarantee it, is the head coach was coming back. That was the only way to guarantee it. People
5: want change in Dallas, but will they get change? We'll give you the latest from the star, and we'll head up to New England. Belichick's out, and it's the beginning of a new era. We'll hear from the new man in charge. That's next year on the morning shift on Sports Radio, 1998.
1: Don't touch that dial. This is the morning shift.
4: All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
1: (coughs) It's time to huddle
4: up. Bring it
2: in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings.
1: With In the Huddle on The Morning Shift.
5: Get at the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider, Jason Lockham for a team up with a man who pulls no punches. Carl Dukes, they take you around the league and give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's go to the star. That's what they call it out in Arlington and talk about those Cowboys because it is official Mike McCarthy will be back for a fifth year on the job. McCarthy had this to say, or excuse me, GM Jerry Jones had this to say in a statement. I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals. And the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. He went on to say, there is a great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. Do you agree?
6: I'm all I'm I'm for it. I, I know the Cowboys fans are frustrated. Obviously, you know, they didn't play well. A lot of questions about Dak. A lot of questions about Mike McCarthy. But I'm actually happy for Jerry Jones that he didn't overreact. And it's, it's they had a good year. They have a they have they a talented a football team. They have a good year. This is a team that if you run it back, could possibly make a run. And so there's going to be you know some roster changes and things like that. But don't overreact and just you know wholesale changes and say right we got to hire all these people and do all this. Give it another shot, give it another go around. It's a quality team that things didn't go your way in the playoffs. You got to make changes, got to make adjustments. Um, But I I would rather allow a guy like Mike McCarthy, who has been there before and has made a a playoff run, to try to do that. And if it, listen, if it doesn't come to fruition next year, then you can react that way. But this was a successful season all the way up until this past weekend. And by the way, your offense still operated at a high level other than the two pick sixes. So it's just one of those things that, I was shocked, to be honest with you, that he didn't overreact because I think there's probably no more hungry owner in sports than Jerry Jones is right now. It's been
5: a minute. <laughs> uh,
6: but I, I just – I I think this is the right move. And Cowboys fans are going to be up in arms, but should they be? I, I don't think so. Well, he – but
3: he's, he's – Dave Campo and Chan Gailey he overreacted a little bit with. Um, Jerry Jones – I mean, excuse me, Jimmy Johnson Jimmy jo- was, was a different situation down. where – There was a like he ran Jimmy Johnson off, but there was in house fighting. That was that was that was more than what that wasn't really anything about what happened on the field. But where did this I don't understand how a guy like Mike McCarthy gets is a punchline of of not being a good coach. He's had four losing seasons out of how many? He's 167 and 102 in his career. He's got a Super Bowl. He's a heck of an offensive coach. I don't I don't know what makes you better about moving on from him unless you get a guy unless you got the unless it's Tampa Bay in 2002 and what 2 and you know that John Gruden's coming in there and you're going to a Super Bowl. I mean, it, there, there's you know, this team got has gotten better. Dak had his best year, but this whole thing that Mike McCarthy's not a good coach because him and Aaron Rodgers had a falling out, which, I mean, now doesn't seem so far <laughs> off, now does say, it, right?
6: I was going to say, I, I think that uh, I think that when you look at this entire situation with him, man, I, I think a lot of it is based on what else is out there, right? It, a lot of people kind of expected the Bill Belichick thing would pop up or the Jim Harbaugh thing would pop up because you know that Jerry Jones is going to open his wallet and he's going to do what he needs to to try to get there, right? Um, And and so I I think a lot of the fallout from Cowboys fans that you are seeing on the socials has a lot to do with the alternative options in this coaching search. Because to your point, I think a lot of Cowboys fans think if you did hire Belichick that they are ready to win right now, specifically on defense. And so there is a little bit of credence to that. Uh, This is a good football team, a quality football team, good fronts, good speed. And I just think that it's one of those things where Cowboys fans just try not to overreact, man. Y'all be good. Uh, You'll make a run next year and and hopefully – Uh, You know, Dak's not throwing balls that go the other way.
5: Speaking of uh, Belichick and how he is now looking for a new head coaching job, which means there was a vacancy in New England, and that was filled by Gerard Mayo. The Patriots formally introduced him as their new head coach on Wednesday. And, of course, naturally, questions were asked about his, uh, the guy he's filling the shoes of, Bill Belichick, and he made it clear this is going to be different. For me, I'm not
3: trying to be Bill. Bill is his own man. If you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. I think it's interesting. Well, I think, I think it's interesting because he, that's everyone in that building said he's like a he's like Bill too, Bill 2.0, right. and he's yeah. and he's, he's got so many tendencies. But that doesn't mean his personality is the same. You can go about doing things the same way that someone else does, but your personality. Kirby's smart. Goes about doing things the way he learned from Nick Saban in a lot of ways. But Kirby but, is different yes. with the media. Kirby's different with how he interacts with his players, most likely. You can use the same system of how you want things done, but do it a different way.
6: And they made it clear there's a the plan
5: too. in place, and yeah. so he's already set up in his eyes, for success given I, they laid it all
6: out. I think it's a perfect – I think what you're talking about, about the difference between Nick and Kirby, is a perfect example. Because Kirby, in a lot of ways it, – it, it, this is the same situation. Drod Mayo played in New England. He played for Bill Belichick. Now, Kirby didn't play for Nick, but he coached on him for a while. But he played at Georgia, and he knows what these kids are going through. He knows the state. Drod Mayo, in a lot of the same ways, is that guy that played under Bill, but also knows what it's like to be in the locker room, knows what it's like to suit up, knows what it's like to put the pads on, and I think he's going to be great, man. It More so than ever, you need that leader of men. We've seen it with Dan Campbell. We've seen it with D'Amico Ryans. A number of these guys have been successful. He seems to me like he's going to fill that role. That's why four years ago they made him the coach in waiting and passed this through the NFL because they knew that he was possibly that guy that could kind of carry the torch when Bill left.
5: There were some changes made in New Orleans, but Dennis Allen is sticking around, and Saints GM Mickey Loomis addressed the media and explained why he
1: will still be their head coach. Bill Belichick, here's his first three seasons, six and 10, seven and nine, seven and nine. Tom Landry, 0 and 11, four and nine, five and eight, four and 10, five and eight. Hall of Fame coaches, all of them. Bill Walsh, first year, two and 14, second year, six and 10. So I think the easy thing to do is just look at the results and say, oh no, we've gotta have a change. You gotta look beyond that. You know, what are the reasons why we were 9 and 8 instead of you know 13 and 4 and look it's it's collective it's the players it's the coaches it's me it's our personnel staff our roster it's variables sometimes that we don't have any control of um, and so I, I my assessment is Dennis Allen is a good coach Mi- and again you know
3: Mickey Loomis like, can you spit your gum out and then do the press conference and then come back to us. I mean, if you need something in your mouth, put like a cough drop in there. You can at least that
6: so. That's oh man, it's, I, it's
3: All like I could hear such was the a smacking gross
6: sound, dude. It's such a gross sound. It's like
3: sitting on to a plane and someone's someone smacking on their meal. Like,
6: I mean, oh, dude, stop. Uh, it, no, it, it <laughs> That's disgusting. I, I still don't know how I feel about the fact that Dennis Allen's still down there. It's funny because this is a different situation to me than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has proven that he can get through a playoff run. Mike McCarthy has proven to me that he can have a good season, uh, and that's why you don't react. I'm not sure that Dennis Allen's proven that. Right? This is how many talks about when, when the Arthur Smith decision came down. How many times do we say, "Man, it's a wide open division. You know, somebody's got to step up." Um, I don't want to say that Pete Carmichael was a scapegoat, but. They had to make some kind of choice, right? They had to make some kind of decision and he's the one out the door. When we're talking about a lot
5: of change in New Orleans. So yeah. in general, and maybe that's how this organization and you know Gail Benson, maybe that's like how they like to run things, is some sort of continuity. And, you know, Allen's been there for a minute, and like you said, they had to make some sort of change after what happened.
3: <laughs> but when we're talking about when he's naming off those coaches and what they did their first couple of seasons, I don't think any of them at any point were twenty four and forty six in their career. As a head coach, because that's what Dennis Allen is. Bill Belichick, yes, he had bad seasons in Cleveland. When he went to New England, his second year, he won a Super Bowl. So let's relax on what, you know, comparing him to some of these guys. I
5: think the problem is beyond the record. I think it's what happened with Jameis and
6: you read the, the victory a bit. In
5: formation. I think that. Insinuates to everyone on the outside, this right. dude has lost the well, locker room. Well, what
6: do we say with Gerard Mayo? He knows what it's like to be in that locker room. He's one of them, and he's a leader of men, and people are going to look at him, and he's going to say, I know what it's like. I don't get that. I don't get that vibe from the Dennis Allen situation. Right? It looked like either. to me that Jameis was like, he don't know what it's like. We're going to do this. We're going to do what uh, we're to do. Man, I don't know. I, I, I just, Hey, I can criticize all I want to, but as a Falcons guy, I'm like, sure, man. Yeah. Give him another year. Give me another Yeah, sure. Go good. ahead. Yeah, we're good with that.
5: This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. Miked would
6: up. The transfer portal is wide open in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I have thoughts about it. Am I mad? Am I sad? Am I somewhere in between? And is there blood in the water over in Tuscaloosa with Caleb Uh He needs a win. We'll talk about it. Coming up on the other side, it's Miked would Up Thursday edition. Sports Radio 92.9 the game. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port,
7: Chicago, Illinois.
2: Takovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west.
1: Get your day started Go ahead. with the morning shift. Time for the show
4: on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Miked Up on the Morning
6: Shift. Sports Radio 929 of the Game. It's Miked Up on the Morning Shift. Tiff, Mike, and Bo hanging out with you. Obviously, guys, the news came down yesterday, and I heard it on the way out of the studio from Rusty that Caleb Downs was entering the transfer portal. Um, This backed up by Caden Proctor, the left tackle for Alabama yesterday, entering the transfer portal. All of this coming on the heels of Nick Saban retiring, Kalen DeBoer taking over as head coach at Alabama, portal wide open to be poached out of Tuscaloosa. Now, I understand both of you guys this morning, we don't feel sorry for you. I think a lot of people feel like it's a a ding-dong, the witch is dead kind of situation and piling on and feeling okay that Alabama is getting poached. Here's the thing, I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for Alabama. I'm honestly not as worried as it seems like other Alabama people are. I'm okay with it. It, Caleb Downs has got to make the most of his future. The guy's going to be a top ten pick. He was the SEC Freshman of the Year, won the Sean Alexander Award, second team All-American, all the above. The guy's going to be a top ten pick. He's got two more years to go play somewhere. Probably going to be at Georgia from right down the street. So, he's got to do what he's got to do. I think a lot of this
3: the witch is dead stuff and the Alabama fans worried – is you got to go back, and I know you remember this, but you got to go back to post Gene Stalins. and yeah. it was the Mike DeBoses of the world, the Mike Shulas, the Mike Prices, um, it was another guy in there, and and Dennis Franchione, Dennis Franchione, and and it was nothing. I yes. mean, it was a lot of it was I got mediocre. In that era. It was honestly, yeah. it was the same thing as LSU was before Saban came there and resurrected that. LSU fans forget they went through Jerry DiNardo's bad regimes. I mean, where they were a punching bag for other teams. Saban came there. LSU's been a force ever since. The same thing can happen to Alabama.
6: You just, I, the same thing will eventually happen to Alabama.
3: Well, you just have to make that. You have to hope that Kalen DeBoer is the same hire that uh,
6: Les Miles was. Well, I think but, – but it's different, though, right? Because Les Miles can take over the same roster that Nick Saban had in a lot of different ways. And kind of molded into it. And I think the, the whole 30-day coaching portal thing, to me, this is where my concern lies. Right? And saying it now falls on deaf ears because it's like a Bama guy saying it after Nick Saban leaves and you're worried about recruits being poached and, NI and all that. My, my problem doesn't lie with Bama and the 30-day portal, and it never has. And I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for Bama. They've We've, we've had a heck of a run. Uh, my concern lies for teams like Arizona, right? Now they're dealing with the loss of their head coach and the domino effect of all this fallout. Arizona's a program and a school that is scratched and clawed to get where they did last year and finally be serviceable in a lot of different ways for the first time in a long time. And now, I want to say in the first hour, within an hour yesterday, I think they had nine guys hit the portal. And that's the, the health of college football from that level is where I kind of get concerned on. I don't know what the fix is. I'm all about players having the ability to, to leave when coaches leave. Um, does it make me sad that there's not as much pride in, in universities? Yeah, that makes me sad. But, but it, it are has saying to that from the
5: player perspective? Right. From the, but then the coach doesn't have pride right. in the no, university I, Like I either. said,
6: I don't know what the fix is. Um, the the, the the coach is a is a faculty member right he's a he's a guy that's been put in place these these guys are technically supposed to be students at these at these universities i don't i listen i don't blame Caleb Downs one bit matter of fact if i was Caleb Downs i'd go right down the street to Athens and i'd go hey Kirby, i'm here i'm here well, look it up i'm here it's because just cuz t rob's over there and he's comfortable right
3: it's not the same it used to be though it it never will be it, the, the, put the the money part the of it and everything has changed a complete game. Jet though, was never staying at Arizona. Nope. He was going to be gone eventually. Um, I mean, look, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, which essentially he will, it appears he he, he could have been there, or they can elevate the OC.
6: Sean um, Moore. Sean Moore.
3: Hall, yeah. I, I was I only call him Sean Brown for some reason, but um, but for Sean Moore, he'll probably be elevated, which makes sense because he's been in the interim for six. He was he no, was a coach was for half high of, high of their games the head coach. last year. Yeah. He was half a head so, coach. Um, but it you know that that was going to happen no matter what to Arizona. That's who they are now, or, or probably really have been for for their football program. That, it, but it, it's it's the right thing to do to allow these players to transfer. That's why you've always I've heard it. It is, it is you, I you know think. some people say hey, commit to the school, not the coach, because the coach can be gone in a heartbeat but it's it's a lot harder when that coach leaves and an entire new staff cuz you're not really committing to the head coach. But so people
5: should be the same way when it comes to players then.
3: I agree. Okay. Now, I look I don't I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. I'm a little bit of an oddball because the player side I'm is loyal. Right.
6: I was I'll go out there and say the, the ability to allow them to transfer when coaches leave is 100% spot on. Um the issue comes in in the fact that this is now it's a one-way street and I think that's what makes it sh- that's what makes it a struggle for teams like Arizona. It's a one-way street. That's 30 days for players to leave, not necessarily 30, to 30 days for you to bring in other people uh, no, unless their coach has, uh, has had a change. So I think there's a lot of domino effect. I mentioned earlier in the show, if Jim Harbaugh takes an NFL job, if Brian Kelly were to possibly follow him at Michigan, all of a sudden there is a complete spring free-for-all that will kind of fall into place over the next month or two. And so I think a lot of questions still to be asked, but let me just put it this way. I'm a Bama guy. I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for what's going on in Alabama. I don't know if y'all paid attention to Lane Kiffin's Twitter yesterday. He was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I,
5: and <what>? he's <laughs> taking pictures
6: of the Nick Saban statue <laughs> from out sick. front. He's it was sick. more or less a, hey, if you don't want to be here anymore, come holler at me. Here's where I'm at. I mean, it was uh, it, he it is was
5: such a hot
6: man. He is such a, dude, he is such <laughs> a, uh, he, he's, he just, he pokes, right? I mean, he just pokes oh, and dude. he knows, he knows that his pictures are going to blow up.
5: How did I miss that? I missed that. Uh,
6: <laughs> He took three different pictures. One was a sign that said University of Alabama. One was a sign on a bridge that said Roll Tide. And the other one was a Nick (laughs) Saban statue. In the whole whole coaching search, he's taking pictures of airports, like this whole thing. I'm like, God, he's just poking the bear right now. But uh, I, I say all that to say this. I'm in favor of Caleb Downs doing what he needs to do. He's got a bright future ahead of him. He's a heck of a football player. If Georgia lands him, man, they they have landed one of the best players in the SEC, and he completely changes things. And he was – a lot of people said it. he was built for that system. Physical tackler, a guy who understands schematically what he's being asked to do. He's from uh, just up the road in Mill Creek, just down the road from Athens. I think it's a perfect landing spot. He has that that, uh, relationship with T-Rob. I don't know what Ohio State can offer him as far as that goes. I'm sure it has some dollar signs attached to it that he'll have to look at at some point. But man, get get what you gotta get. Uh, it just um, it's a different era, and I think that's what people are having to come to terms with in Tuscaloosa. By the way, people in in Washington, people in Arizona, people in a lot of places are coming to terms that. Don't even get me started on College Station because they've had a mass exodus of guys that uh, that they signed under Jimbo Fisher. So you just we're just having to come to terms with it. I'm not hitting the panic button in Tuscaloosa at all because to your point. What was, what were these places before Nick Saban got there? They started the dynasty. He started the dynasty. He brought these guys in. I think Kalen DeBoer, I don't think, I don't worry about him kind of continuing that. He's going to have to build his own brand, right? He's going to have to build his own relationships with these guys uh, and, and kind of start from the ground up in a lot of different ways, which you probably should have to, right? You, you don't want to leave those recruits uh, kind of hung out to dry. Guys that just signed on the dotted line under Nick Saban, uh, obviously having the ability to move on. I know there was a, a guy that just got out of his one of the Washington guys that just signed at Washington tweeted, I got released from my NLI, which stands for National Letter of Intent, right? And everybody was like, you mean NIL? He's like, no, 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 NLI. You mean the NIL? The the name is – no, NLI. I got released from my NLI, the National Letter of Intent. So, uh, there's listen, it's not a perfect situation. It's not a perfect scenario. But I'm fully on board with Caleb Downs being able to do whatever he's going to do um, and I, I wish nothing but the best for him. I really do, man. He's going he's gonna to find a heck of a spot. He's got two more years max, in my opinion, uh, to play college football, and then he's going to be headed to pros. And I hope he comes to the Atlanta Falcons, by the way. So that's how much I think of him. All right. I don't know what the fix was- is, though. I don't know what the fix is. I, I just wor- I, I do worry about teams like Arizona um, that, you know, completely back to square one when they feel like they've kind of gained ground on the rest of college football. But it's not that way anymore. So should, should i be worried.
7: With.
3: Uh, there's a uh, there's a commercial with everyone that's like 65 and older playing right now, and all the symptoms that they mentioned I'm having in one of my legs. You're getting old, dude. I need to, and it's called your Size.
5: All right, so uh, that was your Mic'd Up. This guy's and if start you want to weigh in on what Mike talked about with the Transfer Portal, maybe how things get fixed, you can do just that. You can call us at 404-726-09 or let us know your thoughts on the Falcons' coaching vacancy. That is next, which happens to be the wake-up call, if I didn't say that, on the morning shift on Sports Radio, 929
0: The Game.